And here are the categories for you. Civil servants. Stamps from around the world. Mothers and sons. Beer. Bar trivia. And finally, celibacy. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. She's sticking finger filcher from Berlin down to Belize. Take you for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Steal their soul in South Korea. Make it let it cross my uncle from the Red Sea to Greenland. They'll be singing the blues. Well, they never Arkansas her steal the mingum from the jungle. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? She go from Nashville to Norway, Anaheim, Zimbabwe, Chicago to Czechoslovakia. I'm back. Well, she'll ransack Pakistan and run a scan in Scandinavia. Then she'll stick them up down under and go pick pocket worth. She was the missing misdemeanor when she stole the beans from Lima. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Tell me where in the world. Tell me where can't she be? That's one of the She's a double-dealing people with a taste for thievery Right in her berries loaded up with moving violations Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Oh, tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Yep. I never knew you wanted to be a psychiatrist, Drew, until I saw Neither your episode. I. Uh, you found your episode of Carmen Sandiego. You're, you're going you're gonna to learn real quick how Hollywood works, or at least in this case, New York City, but they told me what I wanted to be when James I grow Charles up. I was like, oh, so I hear you have some career uh, aspirations. Well, here's was the, like, yeah, here's I want to be a psychiatrist. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? W- when we were doing that show, they asked each of us what we wanted to be, and they rejected my answer, at my answer outright, which was a baseball player. And uh, poor Harry Pell. Because you're 12? Yeah. So baseball still, that's about the cusp of where yeah. I had to give up the dream. Yeah. I think I was about 12. I was still I was delusional like, enough to convince myself. I, I, was, I started playing golf, so I got to yeah. hold on to that for a little while. 
No, so they, they were like, how about psychiatrist? I was like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> that sounds legitimate. My dad said the same thing to me. That's like, I never knew you. I was like, I don't. I have no interest whatsoever in that profession. But if you wonder what we're talking about, first of all, welcome to the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Nick and Drew back with you for another week. If you wonder what we are talking about, uh, our our de facto uh, fact checker, Michael Franklin, found uh, Franken, I'm sorry, found the episode of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego that I was on after uh, issuing a challenge to the public at large to do so. So, And he also found out that uh, a gaggle of geese is only geese on the ground, and they're called something else when they're in flight. I forgot what, what the word is, but yes. So, ah, I don't know. I'll have to look that one up. I, I have it. I have it. I'm, I'll have it by the end of the show for sure. But uh, we can tell you what a, uh, gaggle, a gaggle of geese is on the ground, but a group of geese in flight is something completely else. Apparently, it's called a skein. And what did you say? A plump is uh, when they're all together? A plump, yeah. When they're, <laughs> a skein or a wedge, I guess, when they're flying close together. Fantastic. So things you learn every single day. But uh, <laughs> that man is amazing. There's too many things to call a group of geese. Like, we should settle on one. Term. Yeah, yeah. You don't Seriously. need to go through three different terms. So I went uh, I, and I actually tracked down the people I was on the show with, and one is a uh, PhD researcher at uh, at uh, Rutgers. That's the one I lost to, uh, Alyssa Matlin, who I had a huge crush on growing up. And then Harry Pell is a rabbi. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, so he, he wanted to be an architect. He did not. He just liked playing with Legos, and that's he, he what they told him. Legos. They basically <laughs> told him, "You're we're going to go with architect." Little old for Legos, wasn't he? That's what they said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my, right I think show. I was directly impacted by that because they went with psychiatrists for me to kind of raise the bar. Because originally I was like, "I want to be a baseball player," and he's like, "I like playing with Legos," and they're like, "All right." <laughs> you're a psychiatrist. Well, you're a psychiatrist. You're, you're an architect. architect. You're going to have to visit him. <laughs> We're going for a completely <laughs> when you're different. Older. What did the girl want to be? I forget. I have absolutely no idea. And she said she's a what researcher? She, yeah, she's like a criminal justice researcher for like some institute at Rutgers in, in PhD. But uh, oh, sounds like a good job. Yeah, she, you know, clearly uh, Carmen Sandiego was a springboard. So <laughs> uh, shout out to that. And uh, I don't know that I'm ever going to post those clips because I did lose. Uh, I, did, I did lose, and it was fairly humiliating. I did. I did get a couple of very easy, obvious questions. Well, I'm glad wrong, you sent them to me at least. Yeah, but you, you know, when you're going through it at the time, it's a different thing. So right, we're going to get back to. Our our normal trivia uh, nonsense. I, I know you hate when I use that word, but uh, yes, <laughs> it's, it's it is absolutely not. The heart. It is not nonsense, folks. It is the most important thing you could do on a weekly basis is listen to this podcast and get educated about all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to start you off. I'm going to start you off with one of my all time favorites. This is what I would like to call a trivia 101 category. One of those things that, you know, we need to talk about to get into the public consciousness every so often just because it needs to be heard. Uh, because it is one of those amazing things that you can't even uh, quantify. But I'm going to give you a two-parter here. First of all, what horrible device was created by Alfred P. Southwick, and what did he do for a living? What all horrible right. device was created by Alfred P. Southwick, and what did he do for a living? I have no idea. Okay, that's good. None whatsoever. Never heard that name before. Never heard the name before, but because of the... Tone of the question. Tone of the question <laughs> and the horrible... Yes. I do know a horrible device, and I know the profession of the guy who invented it. So, so I'm going to go with electric chair. Boom! And he's a dentist. He's a dentist. <laughs> That's Alfred how you do it, folks. P. Southwick, dentist who created the electric chair. So, uh, And ironically, Nick, he mm -hmm. did it as a humane way to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you know what? What if we just throw an insane amount of voltage? What were they doing before? Stop their heart. Oh, they were hanging them, right? <laughs> 
Uh, you know, the guillotine. Know, it doesn't sound good either. No, the guillotine, you know, it's clean. The problem with the guillotine is I don't think it's over right away. Ooh. Yeah, I think you got a good three seconds of like, you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense that it would just shut off right away, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, your eyes are in your brain. So, it doesn't, like chickens, they run around. Yeah, they for do. A little. There's nerves nervous and stuff. System. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it can't, it can't so, be good. Guillotine, no way. Plus, just standing in line for that, you know. Nah, I, just, I don't think there really is a humane way to kill people. I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's just the lesser of lots of different evils. So we can thank dentist Alfred P. Southwick for the first quiz question of the week. Throw one at me in the world of general knowledge. And if you're unfamiliar with the format here, we basically take you through the quizzo game in its various uh, components. So uh, general knowledge, sports, uh, geography, history, entertainment, music, that type of thing. And uh, right, a little here's bit of something each. Uh, that would fall under general knowledge. Uh, who is nicknamed the Pharma Bro? Pharma Bro, of course, Martin Skrull. Skrull, yeah. Skrull, you know, well, whatever this his guy. name is, yeah. He is not a good guy, dude. <laughs> oh, he, no. He raised the price of life-saving medicine 5,000% once he bought this uh, thing, and he basically is uh, taunting the fact that he only got uh, indicted on three criminal charges out of the eight total. But uh, but apparently he got off of the ones that were big. Yeah, I, but he still has to register as a convicted felon everywhere he goes. So, you know. Oh, does he? Yeah. It's, it's, he, he said he's going to wear it like a badge of honor. It seemed like he was taking it like his, a win. Yeah, but... yeah, well, because he could have spent the rest of his life in jail, and he's not going was to. Was he up so. against that much I, of a charge? I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like with those white-collar crime, like you do a year tops. Is he going to go to jail? <laughs> right. Uh, I have no idea. I did not follow the details. I I'm just not know sure if he is. got sentenced yet on the three counts, but it seems no, like by all there's, counts, there's they no were way he would have already been sentenced. Those yeah. those things usually take months and months after that. So, but yeah. they were pharma, no, like, pharma they bro. Were trying, yeah, how do you get that nickname though? <laughs> well, because I think he's like, like I, I think he was all over social media and basically like interacting with people and uh, at various points was like, "Yo, bro." Uh, so like, I think uh, okay. he, you know, I know he bought uh, one of the, some album. Did you see this? Mm-mm. I'm trying to think of the band. Um, yeah, he's what was Lauren Hill's band? Oh no, no, no the not Fugees? Lauren, yeah, not the Fugees. Oh, it was Wu Tang. Oh, okay. All right, so he paid two million dollars to Wu Tang, like directly for an album. Okay. So he could keep it himself, and nobody else and nobody else it. has it. <laughs> so he has like the rights. To, like he bought some album. Is that the- really burning anybody up? <laughs> like that you don't have? <laughs> I could I could give you the whole album if you really want it. <laughs> I can make. I up- was surprised it was only two million. It's like, uh, yeah, half the Wu Tang's dead, dude. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, who are you even paying that money to? But o- yeah, he's got ODB. this Wu I mean, Tang album. And, like, that's why I think Odell Beckham didn't like ODB because he didn't want to be old, dirty bastard. I know it's just such a good nickname, though. And, uh, and it really, just nothing bad. No, no, such <laughs> hey, a great dirty, nickname, baby. I got your money. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, hard, hard to uh, get. It. So Farmer Bro, maybe he'll he'll release Wu Tang like Charlie Sheen had to sell the uh, Babe's memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, at some point, but he, he, <laughs> well, yeah, that's about what he got for the Babe. The babe stuff, yeah, about yeah. two million. Yeah, so absolutely, it's uh, you could buy four of Elvis's planes for that. So bringing bringing all kinds of stuff <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. All right, I got a couple of general knowledge ones. This okay. was this was an interesting one. Uh, who wrote the Merry Wives of Windsor, Timon of Athens, and the Measure and uh, um, and Measure for Measure? Shakespeare. Yes, he got that right away. What I did. The only was, reason I got it right away, I knew one of them. The Merry Wives of yes. Windsor, right? So that's the one I, I gave two of the more what obscure. Was, say the ones. other two again: Timon of Athens, all right, and Measure for Measure. I don't know that I would have got it without 
I don't think most, and I think even the measure for measure, I'm on the fence. Merry Wives of Windsor is a tough one. I think it's it's that's a clue, but you have to really know his work. Yeah, I I think I've read through that level complete works. Not that I read all the works, but just the titles. Yeah, I tried to pick ones that I think are fairly obscure and see if you could get us. So good job there. I mean, usually if who wrote is the first two lines, (laughs) it's just like you know in 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 the NHL who holds the answer is usually Wayne Gretzky. So. All right, so then I got, I've got a book one for you then. Mm-hmm. Whose book is titled Don't Pee on My Leg and Tell Me It's Raining? <laughs> it's not William Shakespeare. <laughs> Douth not peeth on my leg. Uh, Don't pee yeah. on my leg and tell me it's raining. Uh, this totally sounds like a conservative uh, pundit type that nah. would write that. Now I'm, I'm way off. I mean, like if that was it's like, just one of those things. Like, this is a very popular person on tv but it's not okay. somebody either but it's not either political. Of us watch but so it's we, we not political no it's not political it falls in that like daytime tv category that we just don't pay much attention to but one of the highest paid women on television for so wendy years. williams nope not there don't have it judge judy judge judy okay that but, seems like a judge judy. that's her line i guess don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining yes it sounds right i guess she says that <laughs> often I, enough I, I should have thought a little bit more outside it's not, i mean it doesn't sound very political to you like if you were somebody yeah, that's like uh, sure. you know yeah so. it's the, i never would have got it if i didn't see it but and she's one of the the 10 richest i'm interested women to see how many people know this because far, she's uh, in hollywood in entertainment as oh, far yeah. as uh, she's making, yearly earnings yeah she's making what 40 million a year or something no her last name Shineland. Shineland. Judge Judy Shineland. All right. Um, I got accused of uh, lack of science this week. You know, when you, you get that one team that comes up to oh, you, yeah. like, where's your where's your science and your math trivia? So this one's for you, team, that, that complains about not enough science in the quiz. <laughs> what two elements, numbers 27 and 28, symbols are an anagram of the word coin? What two elements, symbols? Cobalt. That's one. So I-N... You got CEO. Man, nothing's jumping out at me. I mean, I have this one, but I think it's definitely wrong, so I don't want to say it. Throw it out. Be wrong. It's okay to be wrong, folks. Well, I just want to give myself one more second to We have a fact it. checker now, so you can be wrong as much as you want. Now I feel very lazy because I feel like I'm going to get that correction email if I'm <laughs> making a mistake or just saying something that I think to be true as opposed to... I just to... don't think this is I-N, but is it iodine? Nope. And the reason why you're confused is because it's an anagram and it's N-I, not I-N. You got the right two letters, but in the oh, wrong anagram. order. Oh, anagram. That's right. You know, so I actually C-O- thought back to the fact that you said anagram and I'm like... When I said CO and then yeah, he's, C-O-N-I. I was like, he did say anagram, but he must have just meant something else. Nope. I meant. Uh, so it's N I? Yep. So it's niacin. Nope. Ah. Nickel. Oh, nickel. Yeah, nickel and cobalt. So coin. I thought that was kind of an interesting one. Nah. <laughs> it's a good. It's, it's a good one. I, I like the question. Science. I just, yeah, no, man, I got it wrong. You know, that was in direct response to the lack of science that we have there. So you have an electric chair and cobalt and nickel in one single quizzo game. And pharma, bro. And pharma, bro. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on, we're, we're all science now. Plenty. All right, throw one more at me in the okay. world of general. I'm going to stick to you with uh, the novelists here. Okay. Stephen King. Love him. Ten points each. Oh boy. If you can name his two longest novels. I got no prayer. No prayer whatsoever. Um, I mean, do long, like, uh, multiple parts count? Like, if you have, like, no. a series of... Okay. No, so not 
not that one, the Dark Tower series. I'm talking about yeah, like, the yeah, biggest, yeah. thickest books uh, on the show. I was thinking show. like Four Past Midnight or you know some of those because those are consists of many stories. Yeah, but, no, uh, no, the, I'm gonna go long, with it. You got okay. all right. So it's number two. Okay, so you that, got your ten that, points. That was my best. My best guess as, as far. I'm gonna as give you a clue a for one. this other one. The move. There's a movie. Yeah, I think that I know was it. Made I, and it was like forever long. I mean, it's just so long. I don't even know if it was a movie. It was like a mini series, but mm, well, I feel, that takes I feel like out. it was like I feel like it was like okay, four so, hours so, so long not, or something. So that's not it. Then the one that I was thinking of is not. It. What were you thinking of? So I can just uh, misery. Okay, it's not misery. Yeah, because misery was a movie and it was a short. Yeah, it was no, a very good movie. One of the best I no, think no, movies he's made. This um, is longer than it. So if you remember, it was a mini series. This is another. Yeah. Um, uh, I would have thrown like Pet Cemetery as a guest, but yeah, that's it's not, not one of his most popular. Nah, well, I'm not going to get it. The Stand. Stand, called. okay, yeah. I do remember that being a miniseries. My favorite one was uh, The Langoliers, which is part of Four Past Midnight. Did you ever read that? No. So this is really creepy. Like, I always think about this, but you know how all these things take place in Maine, right? You yeah. Know? So it, it, in The Langoliers, this plane lands at an airport in Maine, and it lands in an abandoned airport. Like, the airport, when they land, is totally abandoned, and not just, like... There's nobody. There's nobody there, but everything was kind of like left in a condition where you would expect people to be there. So it wasn't like just empty. It was just like empty. Uh, it wasn't empty. okay. It wasn't just empty. It was empty. No, but what I mean was like it. It was lights were still on. Stuff was still you know in the in the kitchens and all all that kind of thing. And basically the the premise is that these people like went through some sort of time rip um, when they landed and. It was through an electrical storm, and they landed minutes before the future starts to eat the past. And, like, they literally, like, have put themselves in a situation where the Langoliers, which are these, like, you know, it basically disintegrates time and moves time forward, are, like, about to come after them. So they're in this sort of, like, mid-stage uh, mid of limbo in the world. But it was a really interesting thing, and there was a murder in it, and, you know... I don't know. I, I I really enjoyed the the storytelling of uh, of that, and it always creeped me out to have like an abandoned airport idea in the middle of Maine in winter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you know nobody's yeah. responding. It's like whoa. So that was. Uh, He's got a way of just creeping you out. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's, yes, he does. I think the only book of his. I oh, I finished two of them. I read the first of the Dark Tower one. Sure, sure. And I read The Shining. And my favorite Stephen King story by far out. is this old woman that came up to him and said. Uh, you know, I, I, I think you write way too many horrible books. I wish you would write something nice like Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> and of course, he's he the author of Shawshank yeah. Redemption. He wrote Shawshank so, Redemption. That's so funny. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, let's. Uh, I'm trying to find out how long this the stand is. This uh, this miniseries. Oh, here we go. But I said it was like four hours or something. Sure. I knew it took it's six hours. Oh jeez! You could you used to be able to rent it back like in the VHS days. So, yeah, yeah. It took I me like a weekend. Was... It took me like a weekend to watch that thing. Like yeah, that makes made, sense. Made it's for TV miniseries were never the most well produced things back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, I'm trying to think okay, even but... what my favorite one was, but I, yeah. I know people love like Lonesome Dove, Rich Man Poor Man, which are some of my favorite books. But I never watched. I think the like Roots is one of the most yes, acclaimed. Roots. You know that that was one that you got saw a lot of Roots, recognition. Right? Yeah. Of course, yeah, I, I watched I, it in I school. Wa I think my junior year. I never watched it. 
Yeah, it's you know it's hard. It's not an easy watch, but it's certainly like you, you get the message quite quite. Yeah, clearly. like when you're in the moment and stuff's coming out and people are talking about it, it's easy to get involved. But like going that back, came out in the seventies. That's what though. I'm saying. Going back forty years to get depressed for eight hours, it's hard <laughs> it's, to gear up for that these days. Yeah, well, now I would never do that to myself because I, 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 <laughs> I just understand. don't have the time I under, for that well, anymore. Well, it's just I know how miserable the world is. I don't it took need me to a be year reminded. to read the uh, Born to Run book by by Bruce, which I did finally read. Congrats! What'd you think? I mean, I was awesome. Yeah, I just I can't believe he wrote it. It was like unbelievable that he took the time. Did you time get to that to... part where he told that Vietnam story and oh, about yeah. the drummer, and then he just like and that guy oh, sure. died? Of... <laughs> I was like, what? This is this was one thing I thought was neat. In the whole book, he might like detail about ten of his concerts. In, yep. in the whole book, yep. uh, over forty years, he went into detail of ten. One of them we were at. Do you remember? And I didn't even realize. Like looking back on this, I didn't even realize the importance of this. It's kind of funny how was this the acoustic show we were at in Syracuse, or was this the band at the Madison or at the Meadowlands? No, he talks about this as being one of the most important shows he ever did. It was, um, I, I remember him Jazz Fest about it. in New Orleans, yes. the first with, one with the after Katrina. Band. Yeah, and with he the came folk band. with the Singer Sessions band. Singer Sessions band. He yep. said that was like one of the most important, and he, he he goes like four pages into telling the story of that, and it was pretty cool because we were there for that. We sure were. Totally felt the impact of that. Well, we were working hard to get sure. the rights to to do that. Remember, Columbia Records oh, yeah. uh, we didn't, we didn't squashed it, so we we tried to get the rights to sell Bruce's stuff, and we basically had everybody at Jazz Fest that year except him. Remember, we well, did we had Shred. the meters. Too. Yeah, we had the meters. Yeah, yeah we had. Oh, there's. I mean, all the legends were huge. there down there, and that was amazing too. Because that, if you remember, Nick was our second Jazz Fest, so we were there right. the year before Katrina. Right, too. we saw it before and then and afterwards. After, yeah. Like, remember, we had dinner at Ruth Chris, the original Ruth Chris, yes, and we met that waitress who uh, was our waitress. Also went around with Ruth Chris to all the ones to set them up, and she's yeah. been there for 50 years. Yeah. When we went back the year after, it wasn't open. Right. So just uh, shout out to New Orleans, though. Good times there for sure. All right, let's transition into sports. Did a, a pretty healthy general knowledge there, but uh, I got some great ones this week in sports. And Let me have it. Um, all right, I'm going to start you off with a, three, uh, a three-part question. And uh, if you get all three, it'd be 30 points, but any one of them will get you 10 points. There's only three men in baseball history that have a career batting average over 350 with at least 2,000 career at-bats. Who are they? Right. I should be able to do this. Well, I know it's Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb, yes. So I figure your throat, your... your so I got if 10. you know anything about baseball stats, that should be one that uh, I jumps got 10. Out. I got 10. Yep. Right. Number two, Rogers Hornsby. Boom! Two for two, oh, Nick. I like that Rod. one, right? Oh, I do like that one. All right. Now, I think it gets tough for me, but I feel like I got a shot at this, right? Nobody's really jumping out at me. Well, it's funny. I think there's <clears throat> it's one. 350? Yes. Is that what it is? Over 350 with at least 2,000 at-bats. And the funny thing is, I think there's one name that everybody's going to put in this list that they're going to get wrong because of. The amount of hits that he's had? Well, no, just because of his notoriety with average. So there's a, oh, there's Ted a, Williams, yeah. you think? Yes, I think people will put Ted Williams. But Ted Williams did not no, bat no, over 350 in his career. I'll give you a hint here, okay? Oh, do I want a hit? Right. I'm two for two without a hit. Let me, let me give it a I, shot I, if I get it sounds wrong. Good. Give sounds me a good. hit. Sounds good. I just got to take a second here. I can't imagine it's anybody anytime recent because it's just too high of a number. But, like, the, the I mean, you think of, like, how great Tony Gwynn was all those years, mm-hmm. but you know, you'd think, what did he bat like 336? Yeah, 340, somewhere in that range, like the average 350. I feel like you got to go back further. Um, 
They're definitely in the right thought process. Okay, so it's an oldie. But a goodie. The silence is deafening, folks. All right. Ten seconds here. This is just how you know we're actually thinking about this stuff and not coming up with the answers that are already <laughs> on the screen. We, I'm not wasting, we I'm not wasting your go. time. I'm really thinking here. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, not wasting your time, folks. Just All right, I just, I got a guess. Okay, Just guess. a guess. Honus Wagner. Nope, but that's a great guess. Okay. And he had that most famous card. So it's a guy that is super controversial, okay? Because oh, he was, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe Jackson. All right. You got it. Wouldn't wouldn't have gotten it, but... As soon as I said controversial and oldie, those two uh, yeah, are, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and obviously one of the greats of all time. Is he in the Hall of Fame or no? He's still out? Are they still... I believe he's out. At least when I was there, which was a long time ago, but he was out. I think it's time to forgive those guys, don't you? Yeah. Well, Pete Rose, what do you think? Nah. He broke the golden rule. Yeah, no. He's he 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 knew what he was doing and did it for so long it yeah. was ridiculous. Those guys in one single incident when they weren't being paid anything and they were being taken advantage of by the ownership left and right and half of them didn't even do it. I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of I'm kind of over that one thing. Rose, 21, he was in baseball 22 years. He bet on 21 years of them. So Yeah. You know, yeah, that's it's sort of the golden rule. Sorry. You don't bet Sorry, on baseball bro. if you're in baseball. Sorry, bro. Yeah. No, because that's it's, it's definitely with Rose's. I just like him so much. Yeah, of course. It's Charlie Hustle, most that bats of any major leaguer in history. I mean, he's got like a laundry list of achievements. He played the game the right way and all that stuff, but he also bet on 21 years of baseball and for the future of the game, you can't have that, especially right. with sports betting That's a good point. legal. That's a good point. The difference is those guys have to... had one single incident during one particular World Series that were, there was a lot of shady information back and forth with. You can't do something for 21 years straight. And then be... Right, like looking back, how do we even know for sure what happened during that World no. Series? And then did you look at his numbers in the World Series? Yeah, they were through the roof. Right. So, so it doesn't even make sense. That's why I don't think, uh, and he didn't read, he couldn't read, he was illiterate. So, you know, that that's a problem, too. Um, all right, so throw one uh, all agreed. Throw one at me. I got a quick baseball one for you. Yeah, yeah, on the topic. Absolutely. Uh, Major League Baseball division with the longest World Series drought. Now, this is surprising to me only because it's not that long. So the, the World Series Yeah, has... I'm going to go with the NL West. Nope, because you got the Giants. Oh, jeez. They won three. Thinking, of course. And I was thinking the Diamondbacks, and in, in you know, okay. So what, the Giants what year was that? Just been two thousand one. Okay, it's the following year. Oh, so two thousand two. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I don't think I, I don't have that written down, but I'm pretty sure they won in two thousand two. So the AL Central. No, AL Central. Is that the White Sox? AL Central. You had the Royals. They just beat oh, the Mets yeah, a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Of course, of course. Um, so would it be the AL West? Yeah. Yeah, the AL West. The Angels. Angels, right. When they right, beat right, the Giants, right. actually. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. You're right. It's not that long. But no. No, it's, it's pretty good. For six divisions to all have had a championship in yeah. the last uh, 15 years. No, I think the Dodgers are finally due for. Oh, I, I hope they lose. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course we do. But uh, but I'm saying as far as like an outside observer goes, they certainly look like they have a. I'm hoping it's Houston's year yeah, for some yeah, reason. Well, I mean, Houston Dodgers, I think, would make for a heck of a World Series. It would. That's a battle, so, um, you know, see how it goes. All right, I got another one for you. This is um, not going to give any clues. I'm just going to say it. So, uh, who was the first Native American to win a gold medal for the United States? Hmm. First Native American to win a gold medal for the United States. In the Olympics, of course. Well, if it's not this guy, 
it would take me forever to think of him. So Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe is okay. the correct answer, and I figured that's where people would go, and that's why I did it with no, uh, no hints. Um, but of course, one of the great, uh, one of the absolute great stories I think in American history, and just uh, you know a guy who's got a town named after him an hour and a in half Pennsylvania, from here. yeah. Um, but there, that's got to be further than an hour and a half. There's some story that I just read recently about. Yeah, it's a couple hours, two and a half. About three hours. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, some story I read about how he won um, either a qualifying or a medal, and somebody could check me on this, with two mismatched shoes that didn't fit because he lost his shoes, and he literally had to pick two shoes out of a dumpster and then put them on his so feet. was it at the Olympics? It, it was maybe at a trial for the Olympics okay. or, so, or some sort of event, but it like lives in infamy, and there's a picture of him, and if you look down at his shoes, it's like, I think it's the iconic picture you see of Jim Thorpe. Is he wearing two white that. shoes? It's just two different two different shoes. <laughs> Did you hear the story of when he had to give his Olympic uh, medals back because he collected money from a baseball game? I did not. Yeah, I think what happened was... Yeah, so this is the iconic picture of Jim Thorpe, right? All right, hold on, let me look. There you go. Oh, okay. There you go. So, those are not the same shoe. No. Different <laughs> color are, laces. Those are not the same anything. He doesn't have the same socks on. He does though. not have How the do same socks. explain sock. that? I don't know. Uh, but all, <laughs> all I know is that is a... Maybe he's... Uh, <laughs> you know, just he did what he had to do. What That's happened to his knees? I have absolutely no idea. They're not, like just, they are not aligned on a, he, on a proper plane. He's at an Olympic event. He looks like he just got done fighting for his life. He looked like he was in uh, <laughs> in Gangs of New York. <laughs> doesn't he's... he? Doesn't he look like a character from Gangs of yeah. New York in that picture? Yeah. yeah. The Cross Stars. The yeah. Iron so Fists. apparently, when he was uh, playing baseball, they did a thing where they would pass hat around if he hit a home run. Okay. And the people watching the game would put some money in the hat for the player. Okay. So that was considered professional because he got paid. And they took his Olympic medals away. Oh my god! I don't know if that's true. Story I heard. Oh Jesus! Let's let's we hope look that let, up. let's hope that's not the case, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> He's still one of the great guys. This is so. a story that I heard. All right, this is uh, another one for you, and uh, this is a double, and this is probably my, one of the best gets I've come up with in a long time, as far as a uh, interesting question that'll make you think. So there's two men that have won back to back Super Bowl MVPs. Who are they? Tom Brady. Wrong. Okay, so it's John Elway. Oh that, no, is that? Let me. Stop. That was the I'm genesis getting, for the question. I'm just getting them wrong. Wait, hold on. Let me stop for a second. I assume Terry Bradshaw. That's right. And Joe Montana. That's wrong. Oh my gosh! But you got ten points because you did get Terry on your second guess. But I assume everyone's going to throw Brady in there, and that's why I had the question. So Brady won two out of three, but okay. not back to back. I mean, it's meant Super Bowls. Yep, yep. And he wasn't the MVP in one of them, also. He has been in multiple Super Bowls. I don't Super think Bowls. Elway won them both. Nope. Because I think Terrell, Terrell Davis won Yep. That's correct. So this is going to end up being a tough question for people. No doubt. Because I think Brady and Montana are where people are going to go. That's what I think, too. But it does why, make sense, Bradshaw, because he won back-to-back and back-to-back. Yeah, far, well, they, they won, won Super, four. But, right, they won four, but they won them won. in two sets of back-to-back. Yes. So who... 
Oh, Bart Starr? Bart Starr. I was like, how could you not get this? Mr. Green Bay uh, Packers staring at a Green Bay Packer thing right behind <laughs> your head. But that's why I did it. Yep. Shame. Shame. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, yeah, Bart Starr and Terry Bradshaw. That is a total two. example of just too fast. Yeah, I was just no, too fast. but I, I didn't think I, it out. Again, it's, it, I think it's just everyone's going to rush to Tom Brady. You know, they're going to, they can't wait to I, see I Tom still Brady. I'm surprised that those first two that they won back to back, I didn't realize he didn't win both of them, but was it? Dion Branch. Was it Dion Branch? Nah, I think it was a defensive. Uh, I can get the the list of Super Bowl MVPs pretty easy, but because uh, wanna... you know you're right though, that was more of a defense. Like when Tom, now we look back as Tom Brady's the greatest of all time and all this, but back then when he won those first two, we thought of that as a defensive team run by Belichick more so than any kind of offensive. So juggernaut. Brady was Super Bowl MVP in 2017, 2015. Um. And in 2004 and 2002, but not... In, Who was so in 2001? Uh, 2001, the Super Bowl... Well, that was the Ravens year, so... Uh, All right, so... 02 was his first. 04 oh, was his second. Dion, 05 was Dion, Dion Branch. Branch. Okay, right. that's... I had it wrong. So he won one, lost, and then won two. Right. I had remembered them winning two, losing, and winning one. That's, yep. why, that's why I screwed that up. He did win them two in a row. Yeah, it was so just... It was Bart not, Starr was the M- MVP in Super Bowls one and two, and Terry Bradshaw in uh, uh, 1979, right, so check this, 1980. Check this out, years. then. All right, since we're talking about Brady Do you and remember, Super Bowl. Here's, here's just a quick follow thing. Yeah. Do you remember the first... So Bradshaw won the last two Super Bowl MVPs. Do you know who, which two Steelers won the first two Super Bowl MVPs? Was Lynn Swan one of them? It was. That's Super Bowl ten. Franco Harris? Super Bowl nine. Nice. Bingo. That's good get there. Thanks. Extra. You can see that in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is just too much of a uh, segue here. So uh, Tom Brady, okay? I'm going to compare Tom Brady for a second with Russell Westbrook. Okay. Okay. Now I want you to tell me uh, what has a higher percentage of happening. Okay? <laughs> okay. Tom Brady making it to the Super Bowl since he's been a starter. Okay. Or Russell Westbrook making a shot from the field in his career. Wow. They're probably neck and neck. They're probably so close that it's it's insane. So I'm going to go with uh Brady. The the weirder answer. All right, so Brady has been to the Super Bowl 7, seven times, times in 15 years as a starter. Yep. Russell Westbrook is a 43.3% shooter for his career. So Brady just by a hair? (laughs) (laughs) 43.75. Think about that. Tom Brady has a better chance of going to the Super Bowl than Russell Westbrook has of making a shot. Wrap your head around that. Uh, I'll tell you who's not going to give Tom Brady a lot of resistance this year in his quest for Super Bowl. (laughs) The New York Jets. The Jets offense. Yes. Jeez. Just we put lost the best player on the yeah, We literally just... have nobody left. I actually got a phone call. I said, I heard you played high school football a long time ago. Would you like to try out for the team at wide receiver? <laughs> I know I'm 39, but I really, you know. Can I, we have I, an over-under on them good for the season? Has Vegas set one? Two. I Is mean, it? I, I, no, we I have look no at idea. We've got to take the under on that just to be able to laugh all season. That's, Give yourself something well, to, you know, to laugh at. They're going to blow it. They're going to blow it. They're going to blow losing. They're the only franchise that could put themselves in this position. But isn't there where the, three quarterbacks coming out this yes, year? Yes. So, like, how could you not one, be one of the worst three? one they get will be the, the wrong guy. The no. Bears and the Niners. 
Yeah, but you're missing Both my point. Quarterback, whichever right. one the Jets end up with. Oh no, the Niners don't. What am I? Talking it's going to be. They're going to be snake bit. Now the Niners are going to have Kirk Cousins next year. I can guarantee okay. you that. That's right. that's. You know they they're perfectly in position to sign him. Shanahan and him yeah. are simpatico. He wants to go there. There's you know, to me there's it's a no brainer. And the Skins can't keep him again. Like next year he's going to be. And he's 30. a great fit for that team. They're building a nasty defense. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. But you know I. What I'm saying is, whichever QB the Jets end up with, something will happen that makes that the wrong guy. So if it's, uh, you know, so if it's Sam, one pick Darnold, and Sam Darnold, then Darnold's going to break his leg. We want to never be the same <laughs> no, guy. And stop. then Rosen or Allen will be the stop. You or, can't get that far ahead of yourself. I don't care anymore. I've let it go. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm totally at peace with like the disaster. Like it makes no difference. Yeah, in the NFL, me. you could turn it around. Well, my fantasy Three, team. Three, four years. My fantasy team is who I... You know, well, that's that's my, you always got that. That's right. Absolutely. So. All right. Let's move on to some geography history, unless you got anything left in sports. But I think we're I think we I've always got stuff left, but we've been going for a while. In sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can move. All right. Um, I got a couple that are fairly interesting here. This one's sort of a one uh, I assume you're going to get, but maybe not. And I think it's actually a tougher question because most people don't even know what schools exist in the Ivy League, let alone where they're located. I mean, I think most people know Harvard. No, I'll, I'll be pretty good at this. But I've spoken, you know, I've spoken to people who thought Stanford was an Ivy League school. I always think the one that's hard is Dartmouth. And Duke. Yeah, Dartmouth and New Hampshire. Yeah. And Concord, New Hampshire, in that, yeah. in that area. But uh, what Ivy League university is located in Rhode Island? Brown. Brown, absolutely. So if you remember, we had... Uh, was it Spats Cafe for a number of years yeah. in, on the campus of uh, Brown University? Yeah, my buddy Quizzo Nick Bennett, like, big Quizzo player, went to Brown. Yep, seven years before that place closed down. It's a Chinese restaurant now, so I can't play uh, Quizzo with Spats. <laughs> 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 Shout out to, to Rhode Island, wherever you are. So they're Brown University, and I think uh, we got Columbia in New York. You got Princeton in Pennsylvania. You got Penn, obviously, in Penn. You got Harvard in Massachusetts. Yale. Uh, you got Cornell in New York State, and you got Yale in Connecticut. New Haven. Connecticut, I think. That, and then so New York State's the only state with two. Yep. And there's two New England states without one. So uh, Vermont. Yep. And um, Maine. Yep. Yep. So there you go. All right. There's your Ivy League education, folks. About where they are. About where the Ivy Leagues are. So. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some some future Ivy League trivia there, and uh, it's actually interesting. Uh, this sort of segue in from the last one in sports. Do you know who the first ever uh, college football game was between? Jeez, the what, first what? ever college football game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Obviously, since we were talking about Ivy League schools, yeah. I have a couple of different things on my mind that I'm just trying to sort through them. I want to say I knew the f- the first intercollegiate event was Yale and, and Harvard, but that was a rowing event, I believe. Uh, was Harvard one of the teams in the football? Nope. Was it Princeton? Yes. Did they play Rutgers? They did. Yes. Yes, right. you got it. So the Rutgers Queensmen <clears throat> and uh, Princeton Tigers, who were then the College of New Jersey, they weren't even Princeton yet. Uh, played on November 6th, 1869 as the first officially recognized uh, college football game. That's so, what I thought, yeah. So there you go. Can you imagine Rutgers is the oldest football team in the country? Like, how do you blow You've had that? that many years. How do you blow that tradition? <laughs> well, all those old teams that were good stink. Uh, Even in well, ba- college basketball. Yeah, but Princeton doesn't it. have a negative rep. I mean, they stay just, I don't know. Uh, R- Princeton football? Well, what was Princeton football doing the Big Ten? 
Like Rutgers is in oh, the Big no. Ten. Well, well, not yeah. going to win a game. That's but, true. That's true. <laughs> gonna, you know. But but Rucker, but Princeton has a better chance of putting somebody into the NFL than Rutgers does a lot of times. There's guys well, that have got uh, the, come they in. got Ray Rice. Yeah, they got Ray Rice. That's I don't know. Oh, Rutgers is got some pros. So does Princeton. So, oh yeah. Yeah, no, they they have. Uh, I feel like I see a pro more often from Rutgers than I do. Keith Elias, white running back for the New York Giants. Pretty sure he went to uh, Princeton. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's the there's the academic prowess. Uh, did you know we had a president nicknamed the Walrus? I believe it. You uh, got a guess? Taft. Oh yeah, that would have been. That makes a lot of sense. He does look like a walrus. There's no question. There's another guy. Who's there's got a, the same look. Same look. Ugh. That's a shame that there's two of these guys uh, because Taft is just so walrusy. Oh, he looks uh, like a walrus. Yeah, he's uh, like Mike Holman. Is he president of the United States? <laughs> I don't know. Same guy. Nah, I don't know. Chester uh, Arthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, He's got that that's look. the one that was coming to mind. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, Chester Taft could easily be the walrus. Yeah. He is the a walrus. Good, good guess. Cuckoo choo What's like, when Cuckoo you think of Cuckoo. the worst place in the world to take a vacation? Like, what, what do you just say? Like, oh, that's a place I would never take Yeah, a like Cancun because it's the murder capital okay. of the world. <laughs> I'd rather right, but not still, die. But still, they got still good, they got they good weather. Yeah, I mean, if you could fly really, right like, into. In the whole world. Just like this is not where I'm going on vacation. Siberia, Siberia, yeah, I mean, it's that's, amazing. You got it. Yeah. Did you see who just took their vacation in Siberia this week? That's unbelievable. Somebody vacationed in Siberia. <laughs> was it Vladimir Putin? Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Is that where the shirtless, yeah, the shirtless fishing picture came? Him fishing in Siberia. Oh so the Russian president takes his vacations in Siberia. The American president at Bedminster in Golf New Jersey. Course in New Jersey. <laughs> Oh, but he wants you to send know, these guys on some trips. He wants you to know he's working. It's not a vacation. Because oh, he's looking doing, at papers. They're, they're doing renovations in the White House. Oh, oh you're talking about Trump. Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing and in the world they is... They fixed the air conditioning in the West Wing. So this English radio station I listen to for uh, for soccer talk, for you know football talk uh, all the time uh, called Sports Talk. I'll give a shout out. <laughs> Has a Donald Trump voice impersonator that does ads for it all the time. So he reads ads for upcoming soccer games in the UK, and he can't pronounce any of the names. And then he throws his typical... like He's like... Uh, you know, tune in to see Chesterfield versus Sunderland. What a horrible name! This is, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> you would, I think of you all the time because you would laugh your butt off out of there. So funny. Uh, I love. So, uh, yep, there I you go. <laughs> all right, I got another one for you here. In uh, 1956, Chuck Williams opened up a store in what California town to sell French cookware? Hmm. Chuck Williams, 1956, opened up a store in what California town to sell French cookware? Hmm. French cookware. French cookware. I, I promised multiple different Quizzo teams that I would never do an impression again on the radio of uh, anything. So, sorry. <laughs> wait. I get nothing here. So I, I need to, wait. Clear. Cook, so it's... Uh, French. Am I looking for? Uh, You're looking I, for the town. Out a cookware company, yes. and it's going to be the town name. Yes. Like that's how I'm trying to work that's it out. Exactly the right answer. So, a French cookware company named after a California town. Same way to ask the question. All right. But I gave you Chuck Williams because you know. Right, right. But I know, I knew he had nothing to do with it. I was just trying to come up with a French cookware. I'm having a hard time coming up with a French cookware company. That's the. If I get the cookware company, am I going to know that it's a California town? Absolutely, 100%. No question. Okay. That's a single name. And I'll give you more clues if you want them. Yeah, I guess just for sake of time. Starts I'm... with an S. Yeah. Nah. Ready? Uh, Sausalito? Nope. <laughs> Sonoma. 
Sonoma. See, I didn't know there was a French cookware company named Sonoma. Yeah, so Son- Sonoma is a world up. famous French cookware company. Is it really? In, yep, absolutely. That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, definitely know Sonoma. Been there, done that. Was that French it. wine country? It's not French wine country. It's just wine country. But yeah. uh, Sonoma Russian operates River Valley more than six hundred retail stores internationally. Uh, and really, six hundred retail stores. Yep, and they own the brand. Where are these stores? Pottery Barn. Okay, well, it's I, part of Sonoma. I know Pottery Barn. Uh, of so William Sonoma Incorporated is the name of the company. Oh, William Sonoma. Yeah, well, Chuck Williams. Oh, jeez. That's why I gave you Chuck Williams. Yep. So, what California town is the other part? But the question is, in 1956, Chuck Williams opened now up a it. store in what California town it. to sell French cookware? Now I get it. So, William Sonoma. William Sonoma. There you go. I also didn't realize that it was that was French. I was thinking of a French name. Gotcha. I was off. Good one. Le Chisson. You got me. There you go. (laughs) You got me. In 1969, who said, no woman in my time will ever be prime minister? 1969, who said, no woman in my time will ever be prime minister? Hmm. So, let's see. When you think prime ministers, you think the UK, not the US. And you wouldn't ask this question if it was Canadian. Because um, <laughs> the only Canadian thing I'm concerned about is Tim Hortons. So in 69, would it have been an American commenting on that? That's that's one thought was maybe it's Nixon talking about it uh, from a political standpoint, or maybe it's... Um, Maybe it's a retired Churchill. I'm going to go with Churchill. Margaret Thatcher. No way. Yeah. So Margaret Thatcher <laughs> said that? Predicted that no woman in her time would ever be prime minister. Ten she, years later. She became prime she minister. She became prime minister. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's one of the great Margaret Thatcher quotes. Oh, well, that's that's. <laughs> I guess that's the opposite of predicting your own success. Yeah. I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting one. All right, let's... Um, Let's see, I think that's uh, it's probably put a wrap on uh, okay. geography history. Move on to some entertainment. I, I do have some very good entertainment questions for you. Um, this one is similar to a question you gave me. I think you recall you asked me the uh, Fredo. Uh, that you gave me four movies and said, who is this guy? Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's like mind-boggling that that it, guy's only four been. movies. And so I have somebody. Okay. I have somebody. Uh, and I could ask this question a lot of different ways, uh, but I'm going to ask it this way. Talia Shire has been in a total of eight movies across two movie franchises. What are the two movie franchises? Rocky. She's been in four of them, right? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wait. That can't five be right. She's been in five, five of, of them. them. She's been in five of them. And then in the three Godfathers. You got it. Yeah. So there you go. So I gave you, I kind of gave it away with the clue about the Godfather, but it was amazing that they have people that like. Well, Talia Shire. I mean, I know. But that's that basic. In... That's her career. Are those eight movies? Like if That's you it? go if you go look at her IMDb, there's right. nothing that stands out except those movies. Okay. It's, it's incredible. Like she's done stuff, but it's it's okay. like everything is based on the fact that she was Adrian and she was in you know yeah like how did she do the she, Godfather and get Adrian? I mean that, that that was she was hitting on all cylinders at that point. Do you remember who she was in the Godfather? No, she's the daughter of uh, the Godfather, the original Godfather. So Michael Corleone's sister. Oh, okay. So remember, remember, she had the boyfriend uh, or the husband, the wedding that starts the Godfather. Yeah, that's, that's her, her wedding. wedding. Okay, and then her husband like beats her or something. Okay, I think they they take him out or do something. Yeah, like from what I remember. 
my limited Godfather memory. I, I know like Artie Lang, who I love, can recite, recite you whole, every line of that line. movie. Yeah. Salazzo, you know, from the beginning. I like the way he says Salazzo. That's one of my favorite things. All right, so um, <clears throat> you throw one at me, and then I got another transition one right in from from entertainment. Still, still on that theme a little. All bit. right, let's play over under. Okay, sixty years. Sixty years. Olivia Newton-John and Stocker Channing's combined age when Grease was released in 1978. The movie Grease in 1978. Over under 60 years, the combined age of Olivia Newton-John and Stocker Channing combined. It's going to be close again because these are the fences. And obviously the joke is that you had 30-year-olds playing teenagers. Well, they were teenagers. uh, Bobby Rydell High. (laughs) Rydell High. Yeah. So So the fact that it's even a thought And not even just teenagers, Nick. Not even just teenagers. It starts like their junior summer. Right. (laughs) So they're not even seniors yet. Right. They're 16, 17, right? Right. right. Oh, no, 17. Yeah. They were turning 18. And Stocker Channing looked like she was 45 when that movie came out. So... I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to go with the over. I, I know it'll be close either way, but I'm just going to... All right, so Olivia Newton-John was a spry 29 years old. Yep. So what do we got for Stalker? 38? Drum roll. <laughs> 34. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. 63. 34 years old. That is what I'm talking she was about. 34 Look playing at... a 17-year-old. That's the best. That uh, is great. Um, so do you remember Nino? One of oh, our yeah. favorite shows. When you Dylan? Just, you know, yeah, right. Well, not only Dylan, but who was the oldest cast member of that show? It was the girl who I had no interest in every time she was on. <laughs> just I can't her plot her name. line. Adrian her... or uh, Andrea? Andrea. Yeah. Not uh, uh, Andrea, by the way. No. Andrea. Right. Because she was pretentious like that. Right. And the total bookworm. But uh, do you remember who, anything about that? Anything about her at all? Anything. Just that she was in in her 30s? I mean, I don't know. All right. So uh, Gabrielle Carteris was the name of the actress who played her. Guess what year Gabrielle Carteris was born? All right. So I want to say the show debuted. Did she debut with the show? Oh, yeah. She was around from the beginning. I want to say it was right about 1990. 1990. Yeah. Is that fair? Sure. Let's say 90's first year was 90. It was October 4th, 1990. Got it. All right. So when that show debuted... All right, so I'd say put her at born in 68. 1961. Oh, so she was 29. 29, okay, <laughs> playing a 16-year-old sophomore. Is that what they, they started off? Yeah, she was, she, she year, was there right? for years. She yeah. didn't, you know, it wasn't one and done for oh, her. Oh, no, 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 no. She <laughs> was there. there for a while, hanging at the peach pit. So, yeah, she, she was, was 29. She was 29 when that show That's started. crazy. And I remember, like, watching that and thinking, how do I look so young and prepubescent getting ready to go to high school and all of these kids it's are like facial hair right, Steve Sanders is you know Charlie's <laughs> Corvette he's got like muscles full grown man I've never like, told you this or maybe I have but uh, Ian Ziering's uncle was a teacher a substitute teacher in my high school I had him oh, yeah? constantly and that was like his one bonding point to kids because it was the heart of Nino you know what I mean did he look like, like him no <laughs> there was there was no resemblance whatsoever and not one visit from Ian to my class <laughs> You know, now he probably would. 1961. <laughs> so how old is she now? I got to do the math. I mean, uh, 56. <laughs> <laughs> years old? Yeah. Oh <laughs> I mean, it's, in the yeah. reboot, she's like 45. It's, it's yeah, really it's incredible. Crazy. All right. So there you go. Old people playing young people. Got to love Hollywood. All right. What else? Uh, throw one at Oh, I, that was at me, right? Yeah. Did you just give me that? Okay. So... <laughs> 
I got a good one for you. Uh, what 2006 film won Martin Scorsese the Oscar for Best Director and also took home Best Film? Departed. Yes. There you go. I was able to answer that fast because he's only won one Best Director. That's Oscar. right. Right. So it's Best many times. Film and Best Director in 2006. Very deservingly won. Great movie. Great movie. Just a great I wonder movie. if that'll go down as Jack's last great film, probably. I think at this point. He was unbelievable in that movie. That's, nah, that's great. I, I'm, that's actually perfect. I like I everybody. I like Mark Wahlberg in that yeah. movie. I liked everybody in that yeah. movie. So. That was just a great movie. Yeah, uh, all around. All right. That the, was that Whitey Bulger also? Yep. Yeah. It was based on Whitey Bulger as a character for sure. Uh, here's one in the music department. Yeah, and I got a music to end the entertainment round. See how that works, folks? Segways, segways, segways. So, self-titled album. What self-titled album is the best-selling heavy metal album of all time? Metallica's Metallica. Yes. Metallica's it's called Metallica. the Black Album to a lot of people because it oh, like just the White says, Album. Yeah, for the it Beatles. just says Metallica on yeah. it. But yeah, same I, thing uh, with the Beatles. It's no, called I, the Beatles. I, I, I knew that. I think I've been very recently looking up genre titles of uh, you know who's the best-selling country, who's the best-selling. Oh, okay. So yeah, you were... that was right on my radar screen for sure. But um, all right, so here, here's a here's one back. Oh, at well, then you. quickly, then who's older, Jeff or Bo Bridges? Bo Bridges is the older Bridges. Yeah. It's yeah. got about seven years on. What movie did they first appear in together? I don't know that it's first appear in together, so let me... Uh... Well, they were in the fabulous... You're right there. You're right there. The fabulous... Baker Boys. Fabulous Baker Boys. <laughs> I was about to say the fabulous Thunderbirds. No, <laughs> they had the fabulous <laughs> Baker Boys. What's the hit song of the fabulous Thunderbirds? Tough Enough, right? Tough Enough. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. No, I, I love that movie. Fabulous Baker Boys was a great movie. Remember that, you... uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, right? That's right. Yep, about uh, what, a lounge singer yeah. singing and sleeping with two brothers. That um, Bo and Jeff are, are classics, and of course their dad is the great Lloyd Lloyd Bridges. Who I mean, guys, airplane, airplane. Right? He's, he's also awesome in Top or uh, not Top Gun, but uh, Naked. Uh, what was the spoof? Jeez, uh, it's a Top Gun spoof that uh, Charlie Sheen did. Do you know what I'm talking about? Top Gun spoof that Charlie Sheen did. Yeah. Charlie Sheen made a, like, you know the how. Top Secret? Make, oh, it's called Hot Shots. Hot Shots. Do you remember Hot Shots and Hot Shots I, Part I do two. remember Hot Shots. I just, I can't remember anything about the yeah. film. Hot, hot Shots, hot shots was like that. airplane for, uh, if like, like an airplane version of uh, Top Gun. Okay. So, you know, he's like, it, it all makes fun of it. But Lloyd Bridges plays that, uh, you know, captain role. But he's like a total idiot who doesn't oh, know what's going Viper? on. Oh, he plays Viper? Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. So, now let me ask a question. Mm-hmm. I think I just figured something out. In Top Gun, okay, the, I don't want to say he's a, a villain, but he's an antagonist. You know, their, they're, you know, captain that's above them is also in what other iconic movie, which is a three-part movie. All right, so say this again. All right, so I'm going to give you the guy's exact name uh, so that I don't, you know. The captain in Top Gun? I don't know about a captain, but his name was Stinger in Top Gun, but he was definitely one of the instructors. Stinger in Top Gun? So yeah, it's, it's not, not Tom Skerritt. No, it's not Tom Skerritt. Stinger? Yep. He's bald. He's bald, bald? Jerry. And, all right, so what am I trying to think of? Stinger was in... Stinger was in what three-part movie, epic 80s movie? Because he had a major role in an epic 80s movie in addition to this role in Top Gun. You want when me to you p- say it's a three-part p- movie, you, you want me to put his picture movies? up? Yeah, it was a, it was a three-part movie, meaning it had part one, part two, and part three. All right. So a limited amount of those, but I don't know who Stinger was. I can't, can't remember. Yeah, throw Stinger up on the screen. Let me see if I recognize him. 
Oh, I recognize that guy. Yeah, of course. He's the guy in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's okay. like that instructor. The bald instructor is like the hard yeah, ass. Yeah, choose him out. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yep. And apparently he was in Masters of the Universe, which we're learning, but he was in uh, one. But he has one major role. Oh, I just saw Back to the Future on the screen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. So he was. Uh, he, he was. I could picture him. Uh, he, he plays the same role pretty much. Doesn't he? Doesn't he? he? Marty it's, the, it's the exact same role. That's right. Do you remember what his character name was in Back to the Future? Is he a principal? He is a principal. I can't remember his name. Principal Strickland. He's like, principal he's Strickland. He's the one that's selling. You're a yeah. slacker, McFly. Yeah. Your father was a slacker. You're always going to be a slacker. So, yeah, yeah he's one of my favorites. But uh, James Tolkien is one of those great... If like, you ever need anybody to chew out somebody's ass, that <laughs> yeah, is the guy to get. This is the guy. You give him a cigar, <laughs> he's and you a, let him... Um, he's immediately he's ready to roll. He's got that rolled down. You got it. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, my my um, country question was... Uh, I asked sort of the... In my opinion, the male version of this uh, question last week at the Quizzo Games. So this is the female version of the question. In one of her iconic hit songs, who does Dolly Parton beg to not steal her man? One so, more time. Uh, in one of her iconic hit songs, who does Dolly Parton beg to not steal her man? And this was inspired because I asked the Kenny Rogers question last week. I don't know if you saw that about... Uh, uh, according to the Kenny Rogers song, who left them in a bad time with uh, hun- four hungry children and a crop in the field? I got no idea. <laughs> I got no idea. So, I mean, this is totally stuff I don't listen to. Country, Kenny, you know. But uh, I don't. The only thing Dolly Parton would be Jolene. Jolene, you got the right answer. Am I right? Absolutely, Jolene. Yes. Please don't steal my man. Now you almost threw me off. What was that Kenny Rogers thing you were Luce, talking? Lucille. Okay. So Kenny Rogers wrote know. a song called Lucille, where he, he says, "You uh, left me with uh, four hungry children and a crop in the field." So I thought, okay, you know, Jolene and Lucille were. I don't know. Uh, somewhere I, I linked those. I think two I know like head. three Dolly Parton songs. Jolene was one of them. So nine, nine to five. Nine to five <laughs> the other and uh, the one that Whitney Houston stole. Uh, I will always love you. Yes, yes. Which a lot of people don't know that she even wrote. So, all right. Well, you got- she likes to let people know because you see, Glenn Campbell died. Yes, and she tweeted out, "Glenn, I will always love you." It's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, we get it. We get it, Dolly. Yes, yes. It, it, it was yours. You didn't have to tweet. It's that. not Whitney. It's not. It's like the man's dead. It's not kind of. It's not about you. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's not about. We get it. It's Whitney Houston's song now. Right. She did it way better. <laughs> she has a way larger range. Sorry. All right, do you have uh, you have any? Left? I got something. To, we were talking about the Godfather, so this would be a good thing to give give to you. Uh, Nineteen seventy-two, three actors from the Godfather were nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Can you name the three actors from the Godfather nominated for Best Supporting Actor? Okay, so Godfather one, right? Yeah. Okay, so Godfather one, Brando. See, Brando won for Best Actor. Hmm. So you got to eliminate okay, so him. So Pacino. Pacino. James Caan. Jimmy Caan. And there's a third? Yeah. Well. And he's not a, not a small name. This is no, one, of, one no. of the greats of all time. Yeah, of course. So uh, probably De Niro. But, no, but De Niro that's, that's Godfather 2. Yep. And he did the youth version, the, the young De Niro version. De Niro for Supporting Actor Right, two. right, right, right. So, but it's, uh, you're not this is why this is trilogy. so tricky. Okay. No, I'm asking exactly. just for that one movie. Yeah, that's why. I'm... That's what makes this question so tricky. Because people will think De Niro, people will think Brando, 
Well, Jimmy Conn's a tough one too. But yeah, I, you know I, that that immediately came to mind. He was brilliant in that too. Sonny Corleone, uh, Bobby Duvall. You got it. Wow. So Pacino, Conn, and Duvall. Yeah, those are the three. Any guess of who won? Bobby Duvall, man by the name of Joel Gray, for the movie <laughs> Cabaret. <laughs> Can you imagine? They gave it to Joel Gray from Cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> you had Pacino, Duvall, oh. Jimmy Conn. Oh. oh, man. And if, it wasn't like the movie didn't win Best Picture. If that was an emoji. That'd be yeah. the, the facepalm emoji to the head right there. <laughs> oh, Joel Gray. No. <laughs> Come so, on. That's all that's I got. That's a good way to end the Quizno <laughs> Trivia podcast. Joel Gray, wherever you are, God bless you, but you didn't deserve that. Yeah, I would, three I would go seek out any one of the three living men that still are two of the living men that should have had that award and kindly hand it over for posterity. So, all right. That does it for this week's Trivia Podcast, folks. For Nick, I'm Drew. We will see you online and all that stuff next week. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. I could do that. Really? Well, yes. Uh, as a journalist, I should get to know the city that I'm covering. But this is not a date. No, of course not. Strictly professional. Wonderful. Great. <laughs> so I pick you up. Eight o'clock? Nine. Downstairs. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? Really? Yes, I do. Um, I'm sorry. It's the, it's the pleats. It's, it's actually an optical illusion. It's the pattern on the pants. It's not fl- flattering. The crotchal region. I'm actually taking them back right now. I'm taking them back.